first game back trying to find your legs and your timing and he's right in the front of the net they score James Thompson goals in back-to-back -back games for Thompson back to Darlene again lays it off to Miller with one second score Takes the lane away from Eric Robinson. Now oh. Skinner feeds it in. A little two on one working in here. Dylan Cousins wins it all. Power play. One timer score. Sabres hoping to come back. That goes off the stick of Darlene. Did it? And in the net on the clearing attempt by the Blue Jackets to the line. Shot doesn't get through. Empty net chance by Corelli. And he's a bullseye with that one to make it 7-4. to four. How's it going, everybody? Joe and Luke back first time in two weeks with the Cautiously Optimistic podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Joe, uh, man, what, what what have you done these last two weeks? I've worked. Me too. I've worked. Me too, folks. I mean, listen. Occasionally watch a Sabres game. We want to get this premium Sabres content out to you, okay? But uh, man's got to work. Yeah, yeah. You We're know? productive members of a society, yeah. so yep. sometimes... Other priorities, but yeah, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying, you know. Uh, but uh, Sabers are are trying. Yeah, that's that's a good, good that's a good word to say. They're trying. <laughs> yeah, 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 but... uh, I don't know how hard their goaltenders are trying, but it is what it is. Uh, going back in the deep depths of my memory here, I think there's been like four or five games since our last podcast, maybe more, but. Lots of goals. Mm -hmm. Fun. Mm -hmm. Fun hockey. Mm -hmm. Fun hockey. Not, I wouldn't call it great hockey, but fun hockey. And, you know, going into the season, I think both of us said, if you're giving us fun hockey, I don't care what the result is. This year's not about the wins. It's not about the losses. It's about growth. And I'm yep. certainly seeing the growth. Yeah. Oh, from one particular player, indeed, that we'll get into. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the growth, uh, too. I mean – I recall numerous times saying that during the off season, and uh, I mean, yeah, the games are entertaining, very entertaining. Yeah, uh, hold on to a lead, or don't choke in the last Listen, ten seconds of a game. It happens. I'd but... rather lose five four or seven four every night than be beaten three nothing, two one, four one, five nothing, night after night. Yeah. Like, remember in 17-18 when they went on the, the three-game shutout streak or whatever where they just could not score for the life of them? And I think— uh, What year was that? 17 every, every year. Well, I think it was 17-18. Uh, was that Housley's first year? That was the Dowling draft. So. Yeah, and makes I, sense. I think Marco Scandella might have finally scored a goal against uh, Detroit or something. It was just a real bad uh, stretch of games, but— um, yeah, at, at least it's not that, you know? Yeah. It's a higher tier of losing that they have They achieved. don't look terrible. No. They, I, they don't look good like they did at the beginning of the season, like the first five or six games, but they don't look terrible. Like, no. they're somewhere in the middle. Right, and for the— Which is fine. 
for the talent fine. that they have, that's pretty <clears throat> impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Drake Drake Kajula and Drake Kajula doesn't look bad. No, I, I like him. I think a lot. he he I looks think... like a useful player. But I mean, you know, when you have guys like him and Cody Eakin, John Hayden and Vinny yeah. Hanstros on your roster, you know, right? Like mm-hmm. they're getting healthy too. Right. That you know Which that's another big thing. They were without Victor Olofsson and Yoki Haru. Now they're without Craig Anderson mm-hmm. for week to week. Middlestat just got back to practice today and I'm not sure when he's supposed to be coming back, but they're getting healthy. Uh, it was a li- getting a little ugly, but now they're starting to get a little healthier, especially since Olafson came back. The Ranger game with the crazy minute and 22 seconds where there were four goals. Uh, same thing with the last game. I forget who they face. Jesus. Columbus. Uh, yeah, Columbus. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's a promising sign for Middlestat that he's practicing because Olafson and Yoki Haru, once they got to practicing, yeah, they, they were, were back. Mm-hmm. They were back soon. So. That's a good sign for Casey Middlestat. Uh, that's been a who goes down. That's the big real missing question. piece. Who cares? John really? Hayden probably. I think John Hayden or R2, uh, maybe R two Rutzelainen. I I believe Rutzelainen is uh, playing tonight. He is. He, is. Yeah. he is. yeah. He's been kind of disappointing. Yeah. A little and, bit. Hey, that that was my prediction. He's, yeah. Before the season that started. Pretty good prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was playing center. Yeah, I don't. I know he played center in Finland. But I just don't see him as a center in the NHL. Uh, I I think he's playing on the wing tonight. Uh, this is probably going to be up during the game, so yeah. maybe we'll eat our words here. But hopefully he's playing back at wing. He played on the wing last year with Cousins a little bit, and that's when he looked really good. Yes. So maybe they stick him back with Cousins. Probably not, but mm-hmm. maybe he does better. And again, the game is tonight. Uh, about an hour after we are recording this. So tomorrow when you're at work, you can listen to this and perhaps laugh at what we're saying now uh, while thinking back about the game. Now, is the game here mm. or is it in Boston? I think it's here. Happy birthday to Jeremy Swayman, by the way. Is he playing tonight? I don't know, but it's his birthday. Mm. That would be quite a birthday present if he were to play. Let's see. I saw one of those, uh, you know, NHL news accounts on Instagram. They do like a... It is here. It is here? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it won't be too busy driving home then. Uh, anywho, I saw one of those NHL news accounts, right? Yeah. They do like a, uh, a best and worst player on each team oh, thing. God. And they had uh, Linus Allmark as the worst player on the Bruins. That That's kind of ridiculous. Mm. Come on. Yeah, well, for this season... I haven't I seen John his Moore on the Boston Bruins. Uh, quite frankly, I must admit, I have really not watched any hockey other than Sabres games. Me too. This year, I I don't know why. Um, well, I do know why. It's well, the Sabres have sucked enjoyment of hockey yeah, completely I, out of them. Even right. when they're playing a little better this year, okay. I'm finding myself saying I don't really care. Like I'm not watching the game tonight. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, I'm having a hard time caring even about Sabres games. I'm not yelling score anymore like I did, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's exciting when they do score, um, and it's exciting interacting with everybody on Twitter when the games are on. Like when Rasmus Asplund scores. Right, and I can do the thing. Uh, but it, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm having a real hard time caring about any kind of hockey mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, well, for me, it's just not looking good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, the past couple games when they were very entertaining, scoring goals left and right, yeah, and getting scored on left and right, 
Uh, it kind of sparked a little more interest in me, but like Pittsburgh game, the Toronto game, that really sucked the energy yeah. out of me. Part of what's weighing down my interest too is just waiting for you know Dylan Cousins to explode. You know, just do something nice. He's been playing pretty well he has too. Been playing though. pretty well. He has. It's just you know, it's just the. I just want all the young guys to be here already. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like there's what, they'll what? be here eventually. I think yeah. we said this last episode. Mm-hmm. There's probably a situ a scenario where uh, Quinn Paterka, uh, Power Krebs. Power Krebs, yes, Mr. Krebs, Ryan Johnson, uh-huh. maybe Devin Levi. Maybe, I'm sure really? one of the goalies will be signed. And they'll probably throw him in in a, a meaningless game at the end of the season. They're probably all all those guys are going to be playing. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I I haven't been keeping track of the standings. I was thinking the other night, once the playoffs get here, yes, I will be invested. I'll be watching a lot. There will be fans, full capacity. Uh, but it's like, I don't I don't know. I'm not, I have no interest in watching the Jets. I don't, I used to watch McDavid play all the time. I just don't feel like doing it. I don't know. Because they're later games. Later games, and it's, I mean, it all comes down to the Sabres being bad. I'm, right. Like you said, I haven't really looked at the standings either. I'm going to check now. And it's see, like, uh, you see know. See where our pick lies. I'm feeling the same thing with the Bills right now, where it's like, you the know. The Bills are frauds. They've been so freaking disappointing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm dreading the, the game on Thanksgiving and it's it almost makes me not want to watch more football because it just makes me sad watching other teams win. Yeah, and you know they're six and four, not a bad record, but they're seventh in the conference, and it's like what the hell is going on? The just sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Just an absolutely dreadful day, week week that is for Buffalo sports. But that Sunday was freaking bloody Sunday. I mean. Uh, the Bills go uh, completely crap the bed uh, at home. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns. Yeah, they're not the same team at home as they were last year. They like The, the home field barely matters anymore for this. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, we came into the show wondering what we're going to talk about, the Sabres, <laughs> and wound up talking about the Bills. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's – but my point being, like, in, with the Bills and Sabres, when they're not winning like this, it just – it zaps my enthusiasm. Sucks the life out of you. Yeah, yeah. For, for sports. And that, that Sunday was just awful. I mean, you have the Rangers' last-second loss, the Patriots taking the lead in the division, and the Bills getting stomped. And it's just uh, All right. miserable. I have a standings update. All right. You know what's surprising? The Arizona Coyotes are not in last place anymore. Who is? The Ottawa Senators. But oh, come they've on, got, Ottawa. They've got three games in hand because of the COVID COVID palooza that was going on there. That's right. So from the bottom to the top, Ottawa, Arizona, Seattle, Montreal, the New York Islanders, who have only played 15 games, so they've got some catch-up time. They had 13 games on the road to start. Really? Oh, is it because their their arena arena is being built? Their arena just opened the other night. Yeah, interesting. I didn't. Wow. Mm -hmm. That really took a while for that arena to open. Mm -hmm. Chicago, Vancouver, Buffalo. So we are currently in 25th place, which would give us the 8th overall pick, which is par for the course for a Buffalo Sabres team that is not the worst team in the league. You're picking 1st, 2nd, or 8th. That's how it goes. And now in regards to the other picks, Florida Panthers currently sit tied for 1st in the NHL, 
and the Vegas Golden Knights in 13th. So there's that as far as pick watch, your Panther report for the day. Speaking of the Panthers, Surrey Bobrovsky, he's been really on fire, hasn't he, Ben? I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, you would think that he would be the boat anchor that's going to sink that mm-hmm. amazing team, but he's been having a good season. I think statistically he's been one of the better goaltenders in the league, so good for him. He's not going to be a buyout candidate anymore after no, this kind of season. Uh, Spencer Knight, I believe, actually just set some kind of rookie record for goalies the other night. Hmm. I uh, I don't I don't remember what it was, but I saw TSN or something post on Instagram uh, something about him. So hopefully their goalie situation is fixed. Uh, I don't know if Florida is a team that necessarily everyone wants to root for. Not because we have their We pick. don't want to root for them. Right, right, right. Sure. But also because I feel like, I don't know, Florida is still – a boring market, in my opinion. Um, I think you always would say this. Uh, you'll believe that the Panthers are good when they'll be good two years in a row. Yeah, did I say that? I think so. That's smart. I, I applaud myself for saying <laughs> that. Because uh, when do they ever put two good seasons together? They never. I don't think they've ever made the playoffs in consecutive seasons. Yeah, so maybe this, or this I might be wrong. is definitely their year, unless they pull a reverse St. Louis Blues. I think they made it the year after they won the Cup, too. Or not one cup. You're the cup final. The cup, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's there's the Panthers. Vegas seems like they're definitely turning it around. Uh, I'm very afraid for when Jack Eichel comes back because I, as much as I would love to see Jack Eichel win the Stanley Cup, I would love to see the Jack Eichel return be not terrible. So there's that. Okay, I have confirmation. Yes, the Panthers made the playoffs in '96, '97. After going to the they had a 10-year playoff drought, too, correct? Uh, yeah, from 2011 uh, all the way back to 01. Then they oh. then they made it in 2012. And then they missed it a few more times, they, right? They won the – oh, my God. They won <laughs> the, the, the Southeast Division that well, year. Well, that wasn't too hard, I imagine. With 38 wins and 94 points. Wow. Remember when the Atlanta Thrashers won the Southeast Division? Mm-hmm. And the division was so terrible, they automatically gave the division winner third place in the East. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Love it. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. that's what the Southeast Division was pretty much for for all those years, was third place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until the so it could have been a situation where all of the Southeast Division teams missed the playoffs, but they would still get third place, the winner. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I imagine that never that, happened. Oh, but. God, that had to have happened sometime. Well, because we're talking the early 2000s. Florida was terrible. Atlanta was never good. They made the playoffs one time. Washington was bad for a period of time. We're talking Carolina was wishy-washy for a lot of time. Yeah, that division was garbage. And you're looking at Carolina right now. I'm just looking at, so 06, oh, oh, Carolina actually had 52 wins in 06. So Hmm. they were no slouches there. Uh 97 points in 09 when they won the Southeast. Now, I'm going to check the 2011 uh, Lightning that went to the – or the no, wait, the 20, 2010 Lightning that went to the uh, conference final. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see how many points they had in that old Southeast. Uh, where's 2010? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. They had 103 points in – Oh, um, wow. Right, and then they right. proceeded to be bad for like four more years, and then they yeah. became the dominant team that they are today. That is correct. Jeez. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe there's a podcast out in Seattle f- 
six years from now and they're like, hey, remember when the Sabres were terrible for 11 years and they won, then they won like four Stanley Cups in a row? We should do a special <laughs> uh, Southeastern Division retrospective episode. <laughs> we can we can have a blogger from mm-hmm. Atlanta come on. Yes. I would love to have a Thrasher, like just some diehard Thrashers fan on. Mm-hmm. Like, Are there people in Atlanta clamoring for the Thrashers to come back? Apparently they had fans. Really? Yeah, like uh, uh, that's what I <laughs> am aware of at least. Uh that really sucks because I remember there was a Winnipeg Jets documentary. I imagine you've probably seen it. Uh, the Jets thought that they were getting the Coyotes, and then that fell through, and then that's when they circled to Atlanta. So I wonder what would have happened. Like, what if the Coyotes moved to Winnipeg, moved back to Winnipeg, and then would the Thrashers still be here today? Would the Thrashers have moved to Vegas or Seattle or Quebec? Who knows? Like. Oh, I, I love okay, so revisionist history. Atlanta Great. actually did have the third worst attendance in their final year, mm. actually. So was there any, like, pushback to keep the Thrashers in town? I don't I remember. Doubt we, it. we were very young when I this happened. It. Yeah, but, uh, no, I don't recall anything. Like, I remember in that documentary, there was, like, a Save the Jets rally, and they were mm-hmm. they had, like, a telethon to raise money to keep yeah. the team in town. Like, you didn't see save any of Save our that. Jets. Save our Jets. Uh, no. Um, well, I, I don't know if you remember this, but, yeah, like you said, we were young. I seem to recall just nobody ever caring about the Thrashers and everybody just knowing they were bound to die right. one day. Well, that's kind of how it is with the Coyotes right now. Yeah. People just know that Batman's never going to let them leave. Can Here's something we can talk about. Can you imagine, well, unless you don't have any, do you have any other? I do want to talk about you the do? Sabres, but we okay. can get back to it. <laughs> just one thing. Um, imagine being a Coyotes, a Coyotes fan, if they have any right now. Can you imagine that? No. It's just how miserable that must be. When was the last time the Coyotes made the They technically made uh, they the playoffs made in uh, the COVID year. Yeah. yeah but, but then before that, have they made it since they went to the conference final? They didn't make it since 2012 when they were in the conference yeah. final. Yeah. So they should be on a 10-year playoff drought. Yeah. Wow. But Well, yeah. they're in for a long rebuild. There's no way they're going to come out of this within the next five years. No. They have nothing. They genuinely have nothing. This is, like, down to the studs, like mm-hmm. what the Sabres did in 2014, 2015. But at least the Sabres still had, like, Ristolainen and Grigorenko. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar. They've I mean, got they have Jacob, Barrett Hayton. They have Jacob Chekrin, but they just re-signed him. And well, he's he, in tra- might... he was in trade rumors. If they trade him, then there's truly no hope. Right? They, at least they have him and Keller, too. I forgot that yeah. they have them. Yeah. But at that point, these guys are, what, 25, 26? they got to be trading them soon. By the time they're good, they're going to be at the end of their contract. You might as well get value for them now. That's crazy. I don't know. Poor Coyotes fans. Do you have anything else you want to get to before we talk about the Sabres, sadly? <laughs> no, I apologize. I had my finger on the wrong button there when I... Went to blow my nose. Oh, no. And um, so everybody has heard that. That's great. <laughs> Apologies. No. Um, Sabres, yeah. Uh, you wanted to talk about one guy in particular, and I'm on board with it. Tage Thompson. Yes, sir. Um, I bl- Bring up Tage Thompson's uh, profile I shall. He, he's been great. 
and it's not like the the smoke and mirrors. I, I've, that I can use that in as as a metaphor here. I guess that you can call it because uh, he would always show us some flashes mm-hmm. ever since he got here. I think the development camp even right when he got traded here, he came to development camp. He looked like a boss, a man amongst boys. Then he's in Buffalo and just a complete disappointment. And they just refused to send him down to the AHL until it seemed like it was too late. And then he was doing really good. And then remember he got called up for that Chicago game. Then he hurt his shoulder or something. Then he was out the rest of the year. And then the COVID year. Then the COVID year happened, and then he wasn't able to play that much. He was up here, and he was disappointing. Everyone was saying he's poised for a breakout. Very disappointing season from him. And then now he's up here. People are like, okay, this guy's probably nothing, and probably both of us included. I didn't think he was going to have the season he's having, and he's probably their best player right now. Yes, uh, and Phil Housley and Ralph Kruger really, and Jason Botterill for that matter, really ruined this guy's development. And good on Don Granado for having the foresight to put him at center. A few weeks ago, one of our great listeners asked us what our biggest, um, what, what we were happiest about this season. Uh, I don't know if it might, might have been Ike Daddy, not sure. I think both of us said Rasmus Asplund, but ever since our last episode, Tage Thompson has come alive. I recall saying Thompson somewhere in there, um, but uh, no, he has been, the term uh, or the word revelation has been used before, and I think that is a uh, apt term uh, to describe what he has become. Uh, already tying his career high in goals, at eight, which is He's on pace for like thirty-five goals. Yeah, yeah. Tate so, Thompson is the most prolific Buffalo Sabres goal yeah. scorer since Jeff Skinner. Yes, when he got here, he seems to be filling the the Eichel role on the, the judge on power play. Yeah, but um, that slap shot, hundred mile an hour slap yeah. shot. That's great. That was a, as as. Uh, Dan Dunleavy said TNT, <laughs> Tate Thompson, which I thought is a great call, um, but no. I, it's it's exciting. He he's he's <clears throat> making he's reading plays very well. Like the first goal, picking up that rebound and being in that spot yeah. to uh, put that puck in the net. It was a nice was play by Olafson too. That was against uh, Columbus. That goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been the player that you'd have wanted. When you heard he was the he was coming back, he was the pr- he's O'Reilly. right now. This is the prospect that came in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Mm-hmm. This is he's he's the he's looking really good. I re- I remember being excited about Tage Thompson specifically when he was at the World Juniors. I forgot what year it was. It might have been his draft year, probably the year after. But he was just such an exciting player, and he looked like what how he is now and. I don't think he's really scratched the surface yet. Tage Thompson's potential is limitless, but he just had to figure it out. And it seems like he's starting to figure it out. I think Thompson has the potential to be a superstar. I never thought he would reach the superstardom potential, but he's looking like a legitimate top six player. Let's see if he can continue this. Didn't Don Granado address the potential thing with Tage, I think yeah, he said uh, that he's not even scratched the surface yet. Right, that was um a couple a couple of games in the season might even have been just before the season started, but he said something along the lines of like, you know, 
figure like differentiating potential from you know with Tage potential from whatever else the other mm. thing is. Uh, so Granado is aware of that potential yeah. and he addressed it. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to watch him tonight. Uh, one of the couple of Sabres players that I'm tuning in to watch that keep me tuning in uh, is Tage Thompson at the moment. Rasmus Asplund for me too. Also, yeah. Victor Olofsson has been lights fantastic. Out. He said they got to extend him. He said to heck with all of that power play guru nonsense. Uh, you know, PPG could stand for power play guru as well as power play goal. <laughs> Point per game. Yeah, that oh, that should be his nickname. PPG. 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 <laughs> uh, but no, Olafson has been incredible. I really like, hope they don't trade him. No, I think listen, preseason, I said if they get an offer for a first round pick, you trade him because that's when I thought R two Ritzalainen was going to be able to be a suitable replacement. But that's definitely not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. He's very important. I think they should extend him. He is an RFA too, so he will at least get one more year here if they don't trade him. Uh, but. yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, just. I think he's erased any doubts that folks may have had about him. Oh, for sure. I don't have any doubts like, about him anymore. He's uh, fantastic. But w- another point I wanted to address is, like, you know, the whole trading the Victor Olofsons, okay? And and one thing I've, th- I've been thinking on a lot about lately is the uh, trade Darlene discourse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here's how I'm feeling at the moment, all right? You can't just go willy-nilly trading all of your best young players just because. You know, like, yes, the team sucks. Darlene has not been what we thought Darlene should be, okay? And I don't think he'll ever be what he should be. But he's still a unique player. He's still a special defenseman with a a different and special skill set. And I don't think... You need to have that discussion of giving up on right a now. like that. He's still our best defenseman, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The, mo- the most, you know, he has the most. You know, some weaponry. people might say Jacob Bryson is their best defenseman yeah, or, right now. Or Mark Pezik. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, if you're talking pure, you know, defenseman. hockey player, yes. Mark Pezik might be the best defenseman. But skill wise, you know, it doesn't get better than. Yeah, it's than, not anywhere close. Right. Uh, Darlene's the most skilled defenseman, so, but he can't defend. I, I wish. Right, he has pro- He's a defenseman that has problems defending, but <laughs> but and, and he can't score like Eric Carlson, <laughs> you know, yeah. or could like Eric Carlson could, but in the past. Um, but I think I want it to simmer down a little bit, you know, like the the, the team isn't good yet. Mm. Right, he's also twenty one years old. Right, uh, and like we don't have to worry yet about whether Darlene has to be traded or not. If he's still looking like this at the end, you know. When he's 20. a year, a, not this off season, but next off season. Mm-hmm. If he has another season yeah. where we say, ah, could have been better. He's not terrible, but I wish we could see a little bit more out of him. Then maybe talk about trading. It's him. The, the 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 specter of uh, Miro Heiskanen that is um, lingering over him. Mm-hmm. I think they were the same draft year, right? No, no, Heiskanen was the year before. Remember that whole discourse? Quinn, Quinn Hughes. Quinn, Quinn yeah. Hughes, same draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
who are the other? I think it was Noah Dobson, same drafts. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just really you gotta see things for what they are right now. You know, like the team as a whole isn't good yet. I like, here's where I'm at with Dowling. I think this happens every year. Beginning of the season, he looks like he's shot and has no confidence and looks like Ralph Kruger's Kruger's ghost is haunting him, but then he starts to get that swagger back. He's a very inconsistent player, and you know, where I'm at with him, I know he's not going to be the McDavid of defensemen like he was touted to be. That's just not going to happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. And defensemen don't just... Defensemen are drafted number one overall and have been playing for... This is year four for them? You don't play five, six years in the NHL and just snap of the finger you're a superstar right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for where i'm at i think he's going to be a very good second pair defenseman yes. he's what we would were hoping that rasmus ristolainen would be if uh his minutes got chopped and now with own power they're they're in a situation where maybe that can be possible owen owen power being on this team will be greatly beneficial in the long run, I think. For Darlene. For Darlene. And maybe that helps Darlene's game go to the next level. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You need to insulate him Mm -hmm. with more than just guys like Colin Miller, who's been fine this season. Uh, I mean, really, everybody on the defense has been fine for the most part. Yeah, I wouldn't say Will Butcher has been bad. He's been bad, yeah. But he's in and out of the lineup. The one game that Willannon played, I thought he looked terrible. Christian Willan, uh, one more note on Christian Willannon. Uh, he looked in that one game that I saw of him playing how I would think I would be playing if I stepped on the ice in an NHL game. It was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> just looking around, not knowing where like to go. It looked like he was just lost out there, poor guy. Uh, I mean, he barely played in the NHL, really, Yeah, throughout his career. But back to Darlene. On the other side of the coin, I see it because they don't, before the acquisition of Krebs and, you know, drafting like Isaac Rosen, Poltapov, Kisikov, they didn't have a whole lot of deep talent at forward. And, you know, they do have on the left side power now Samuelson, Johnson. Bryson has been a emergent player for this team too. I'm probably forgetting a guy. I probably am. Mm. Uh, Samuelson, Johnson, Bryson, power. Yeah, that's I think that's everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh they can afford to trade Darlene if they want to go get another center. But also the emergence of Tage Thompson at center, maybe they're thinking to themselves, maybe we're set at center. You got Thompson, you got Middlestat, you've got Cousins, you got Krebs. Those are I mean, if Krebs and Cousins turn into legitimate top six centers and Middlestat is your third line center, Tom you got Thompson too. I don't know. Like maybe you have a deep center core at that point. If if their cards, if yeah, if their cards are all right, I don't know. I was trying to come up with a a witty metaphor there, but I guess it didn't work out. Anyways, so maybe they're set at center. They're probably not. I don't think they are. But maybe they trade Donaldine for a young center or another young reclamation project at forward. Alexi Lafreniere has been mm. uh, bandied about on Sabres Twitter. I think last week mm-hmm. uh, for a Donaldine. I don't think that'll happen. I think. He's still considered untouchable there, but I don't know. At this point right now, I'd say keep him and hope that you can 
turn him into what you hope, even though I don't think it's very possible. Right. Give it a little bit more time. Because if if Power becomes a legitimate number one D, and then you got Dalene who, in his current state, if he's playing second pair minutes and he's able to produce, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I think I tweeted it the other day. I said Dalene can crap his pants every night in his own end, but if he's producing, producing on the power play, creating offense, I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's not what he was drafted to do. Dalene was not drafted to defend. He was drafted to be a dazzling offensive presence from the blue line. So, and he's shown that's where I'm at. Of that this year, but yeah, in in the Columbus game, I thought he had a really nice game. Mm-hmm. I'm did. happy. I was happy with his game. He did. Uh, man, what other Sabres matters? Arthur do it. Goaltending, right? With Craig Anderson now being down for a week to week, week to week. looks terrible. Tokarski, he had that good game, right? Against uh, the Penguins, right? Forty saves. Mm-hmm. They had no business winning that game, but they did, right? And, and then, uh, then he became Dustin Tokarski of the last six years. Mm-hmm. So right now. <laughs> In goalie limbo, I mean, as seen by allowing 12 goals in the last two games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Would you call up Uko Pekalukinen? I've actually wondered to call up, uh, is Michael Hauser under contract? He's on an AHL on contract. AHL deal. So. Uh, ah, God, I don't, I just don't know. I don't see it happening. I don't think they want to do that because it, it, it won't help the team at all because he's it already, might it might I th- but i mean he's already struggling in the ahl mm-hmm. he's know? been iffy yeah he, he had that one week where he was the ahl player of the week mm-hmm. but i think we were saying this last year when he got called up I mean, don't bring him up here and then he looked pretty good he looked pretty good and then he got hurt but mm. i don't know i'd bring him up I'd, like what do they got to lose with him He's what, he's, what, 22, 23? It's now or never for him. Like, yeah, you got to Like you said, this is the mm-hmm. make-or-break year. He's got to – he should have been up here to begin with, but he was just that bad in training camp. He didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. With the current state of the goaltending, the other goaltenders have been disastrous. Like, it's not good enough. Uh, the clock has struck midnight on Dustin Tokarski being a good story. He's an NHL backup goaltender now. He can't be – Oh, it's a good story. Good guy, Dustin Tokarski. He hasn't played in five, six years. Now he's mm. now he's in the NHL. You're an NHL backup goalie, man. Now you're a starter because Anderson's out down. Yeah. Put up or shut up. This is the National Hockey League. I don't know. I'd yeah. call him up. I'd send Dell down and call up UPL and see what he's got. I don't know. Tokarski wouldn't even be playing in the NHL unless he was with the Sabres. Or the, the Coyotes. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Well, the Sabres really saved his career. I, they you did. know, maybe another team will sign him after this year if the Sabres don't. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Who was signing Dustin Tokarski? I, I remember scratching my head when they signed him. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Goaltending's been rough. Uh, how much? I tweeted this out. I don't think it's going to happen. But we've talked about Tuka Rask. How much money? How much money does oh. does Terry have to present to Tuukka Rask for him to come here? Because I, don't think... I think they'd be a somewhat competitive team if they had a good goalie. They would. They really would. Like the way they've played, third period aside, and a couple of them, like the Ranger game, the third period was a nightmare. The Pittsburgh game, third period was a nightmare. 
Toronto game, they I thought they had a pretty good game against Toronto, but of course, last like ten seconds they choked. I wonder if things would be different at the moment if Anderson was available. I mean, they probably win like three of those games. They yeah. had two games where they probably deserved a point. Get a save. And then they got there. none. Yeah, I mean he gives you a better chance to win than Aaron Dell. Both of them have been just dreadful. Yeah. Tokarski has looked good for most of the season. I'll give him that. But Dell is just Dell sometimes looks like how I would imagine myself putting the pads on. Just <laughs> watching him, I can't believe he's an NHL goalie. He's been an NHL goalie for a while. A long time. Like I remember he was with the Sharks for a long mm-hmm. time. Toronto signed him. They lost him to waivers, and then he ended up in New Jersey. Yep. Just really bad. He Yeah, he just looks bad, which is a shame because he has such cool gear. Mm-hmm. You know, you root for a guy it has a nice setup. But, uh, no, he's been dreadful. Uh, it's the Sabres' biggest issue right now. And it's also the most entertaining and compelling position. Right. So, I, I don't know. Do you, do you go out and try and lure Rask away? Rask, he's been in the news more lately. Rask is the only one worthwhile that's that you would think to sign. Uh, mm-hmm. Devin Dubnik, you got to just imagine he's done. I did see somebody tweet about him. Dubnik? But, but the tweet also said that, yes, he's bad, but he can't be worse than <laughs> what they have right now. Uh, so, the, right, the, there's no options out there, but I don't know if Tuka Rask is... Going... I don't think he would come here. I think it, the, the Sabres would have to pay Tuka Rask $10 million yeah. for this season to... I think Come six. Here. I think six would get it done. Yeah, six probably million. six. Six million right, for half a season. A cool Come on. six million for a couple games. I mean, uh, it's still the season is still young enough where a hot goalie can save it. Right. Uh, so if if they want to take the chance, well, they're not really that far out of it. If you look at the wild no. card spot, they're four four back at Pittsburgh. So you got to wonder if Adams or somebody in that front office has kicked around well i think word is that they idea. were interested in Jonas Corposalo, but i don't know if that's much of an upgrade <sighs> no not <laughs> after not after what we saw firsthand the other night uh it's it's crazy to think about that a short time ago Corposalo was the goalie in that yeah, the tampa five series overtime game uh so i have the, be... the sabers lines for tonight oh let's do it Okay, Skinner, Thompson, and Olofsson, Asplund, Cousins, and Oposo, Bjork, Eakin, Hinnestroza, Rutzelainen back in the lineup with Gergensons and Hayden. So that means uh, Drake Kajula is not in the lineup. Defense pairs are the same. I have really liked Anders Bjork's... He's a very hard worker. Oh, yeah. His hustle. He's not producing at the same Mm-mm. clip he was last year, but, but I think he's... But he's taking the puck away. Yeah. You know, uh, he doesn't give up on plays. He's a good four-checker. Uh, I, I, I've liked his play. And you're right, he has not produced, but he's never really produced in his mm-hmm. career. But he, he's... He's going to be a very useful fourth-liner for he, this team. That's right. He created a goal for himself. Um, I think it might have been the Pittsburgh game. I don't know. Just by being relentless on the puck and chasing down a defender uh, in the offensive zone and just using his stick to make a play. Uh, it's like the old RJ line, H-U-S-T-L-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. He That's why I think hustle whenever I see Anders Bjork. 
the Charlie Hustle of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, have you watched any of the Amherst games since? No, uh, get... it's we reached the monumental agreement to subscribe. <laughs> I watched a few. I I I just I I don't like the app. Um, but do you have a Roku? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I watch them on my Roku mm-hmm. TV. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I have not been watching them, but I want to. I want to. It's just I'm always doing something else when mm-hmm. when they're playing. They play I tonight. You, you can watch. You can rewatch them. Okay. Pretty sure. Well, I'll probably have that on. To, well, no, I won't be able to because there's. I'm going to have two screens going tonight with the Sabers on one. Uh, but. Um. No, I, I, I've fully intended on watching them. It's just I've always been somewhere when they're playing, so I can't. Peyton Krebs looks really good. Good. From games that I've watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, dangling people, no-look passes, just elite vision. Uh, Jack Quinn, I wonder how long it takes until he just forces a call-up. Like, he looks fantastic. The Krabs moves, looks fantastic. The moves he put on that goalie for the Phantoms, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he looks really unfair. good in a shootout. He's going to be a shootout mm-hmm. specialist, mm-hmm. not like Al, maybe like Al Kotaluk. We'll see. Ah, uh, maybe Paterka looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've seen of Samuelson, he should be up here instead of Will Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, UPL has looked okay at some points. Uh, I remember there was one game. I forget who it might have been against Wilkes-Barre. Where uh, he had a pretty good game, gave up a bad goal, but you know that happens with him. Uh, trying to think of other standouts. Mark Jankowski, uh, from the games that I've seen, he looks like he is going to earn himself an NHL contract, one way or another. He he looks to be uh, too good for the AHL. I think he should he should be a depth player up here. Uh, I'd rather see him than John Hayden. Uh, I would say that. Well, yeah, lots of intriguing players, but for me, you just got to think how long until these young players force their way up here because the way they're playing, they deserve a spot, but I can see why the Sabres want to keep them down until they are overripe mm. because that you know that's what they're going for. They're trying to do this right, and I applaud them for doing that, but you know, fans are on almost year 11 of no playoffs, so we want to see some... Fun things. Excitement at the very yes, least. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, darn. Anything else? What else is there? I don't know. You're going to the game on Friday. Yep, I'm, I'm going, going to, the to the game on Monday. There you go. Okay, so we'll have live, I don't know, <laughs> live uh, perspective, I guess. If there's anything noteworthy to talk about with this team next mm. week, we will have a podcast. We're, yeah. we're definitely doing at least once every two weeks. Yes. At least once every two weeks. Yeah, give us a break here, okay? We're, we're, we're not forgetting about it. Yes. Yeah, times are tough right now. They are. They are. But, yeah, uh, I think I've exhausted all my opinions about this I, team you currently. Know, yeah, me too. Uh, they're 7-11. and 11. I don't know. They're mediocre most hockey team mm-hmm. which you know I'll take, we'll say. take a mediocre hockey yeah. team after the last couple of years that's true uh i have one assuming we're signing off um yes. i have i have one parting thought why is marion hosa in the hall of fame <laughs> <laughs> like come on the cup chaser uh, i don't know that just i'll leave it at that i don't i don't know why he's in 
don't know. I didn't what think he did. he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, like, are you so. kidding me? Who? What is this boys' club at the Hall of Fame that they put in Guy Carboneau and Marion Hosa? Like, what a joke! I, I, I don't. Who would you have put in over him? Uh, well, who else was on? McGillney was. Well, yeah, McGillney how is still McGill- hasn't. How is McGillney not in? He actually did. Won you have his? You, wow, you had that pulled up I already. Had it pulled wow. Up. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking. Uh, I don't know. McGillney, I can't believe um, he, like. For his story itself, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I know. And on top of that, he had a great career. He broke barriers. Like what? I'm sure there would be Russian players in the NHL today if Mogilny didn't come over. But he, he, yeah, like I said, he broke barriers. Like he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I just don't get it. I'm looking at Marinosa right now. Okay, he had a thousand points in a thousand three hundred nine games. Okay, the guy guys do that. You know, that's is that Hall of Fame worthy? Is that a Hall of Fame worthy credential? He was on the '99 All Rookie Team, a one-time All Star, and a three-time Cup winner. Uh, never won a Conn Smythe. If you look, he was always 60th in the Bing Trophy. You know, never, never like a Bing Trophy finalist. You know, never an award finalist. I, I don't, I don't get it. Never had a 50 goal season. Uh, he had a 45 goal season. Uh, it's the cups. Uh, he That's had. It. It's the cups. That's he, all they care about in the end. He had one 100 point season, and that's it. I I don't understand. Let me tell you, Dave Anderchuk would not be in the Hall of Fame if he didn't win that Stanley Cup mm. at the end. That's that's all they care about when it comes to <laughs> when they're debating over the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's the Stanley Cups. That's all that matters. He's got Hosa, three of them. Marion Hosa is like the picture of Hall of Very Good, you know, not 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 quite good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. That's that's just bonkers. A first ballot Hall of Famer too, ridiculous. I, I woke up in the morning and I'm like, what? Did the Hall of Fame ceremony's on? And like Marion Hosa's in there. Why is he there? Who else, who else got inducted this year? Ah, uh, God. Let's see. Just nope. Hockey reference doesn't make anything easy. Hang on. Yeah, I don't. I think your statement about Hall of Very Good is what I would describe him as. Mm. Wait a minute. Induction celebration. There we go. I Hopefully. Think. No. That the U- that's the USA. Is that USA Oh, hockey? that's the USA Hockey Hall of Fame. I, sh- I, sh- I put NHL Hall of Fame. I should have put Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, there it is. Hockey. Hall of Fame. All right, this search should hopefully induction. Find it. Uh, induction. Let's see. Oh, there yeah. You go. Okay, okay. Doug okay. Wilson. Doug Wilson. I don't know enough about him. I hear good things about. Oh, him. Jerome again. Jerome again. Again, deserves that's it. Fair. Ken, Ken Holland. Holland. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Jerome Ginla definitely deserves was Doug it. Wilson that good of a player? Is he going in for being an executive or a player? Ooh. Say. It, well, Ken Holland is wearing a suit, so it, Holland is the to... builder category. Okay. Uh, no, Doug Wilson is the, the the yeah. They're all the player. Uh... Let me tell you, I w- would have never known that Doug Wilson oh played God. in the league. Kevin Lowe, straight up looking like Mario Lemieux in that picture. 
I need to see Doug Wilson's stats. Yeah, they do have the stats. I, refu- I refuse to believe this guy is a legitimate Hall of Famer besides being uh, in the boys' well, club. Well, the very first sentence in his biography on the Hall of Fame website is, it is easy to overlook the fact that Doug Wilson, the second longest serving general manager in the NHL, was one of the very best defensemen of his era. So they're telling us that, yeah, it's very easy to overlook <laughs> him, I guess. Uh, oh, he played he for played the Sharks. He played a while. He played for the Sharks. Mm-hmm. That, wow. must, that was the expansion Sharks. Interesting. Uh, 1,024 career games and 827 points. Okay. Um, okay. He, uh, he didn't win any Stanley Cups because the Blackhawks didn't win any Cups in that time. Wow. Um, hmm. So I don't know. I, I, there's a whole multi-paragraph. Something it smells like boys club to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's multi-paragraph explanation teams. Uh I'd love to go through Marion Hosa's to see their justification for this. Um, There's no Olympic golds in there either. Well, hey, you know what? It is the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yes. It's not the NHL Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. He played a lot of international you right. know, hockey for wherever, Czech Republic or Slo- Slo- Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah. Yep, Slovakia. Um, so, okay, fine. Maybe look beyond the NHL. But um, I think even then, that makes an even stronger case for McGilney. Right. If you're looking beyond the NHL. I don't know. This is just baffling. Is there, like, uh, rough waters between Mogilny and the – not the NHL. Like you said, this isn't the NHL Hall of Fame. It, it doesn't make any sense. It might be an old anti-Soviet boys club mentality. Could be. Yeah. All right. If you if you don't have anything else, uh, I think we're all good here. Uh, do you have anything? No. No? Nothing. Okay. Uh, thank you. For listening to Cautiously Optimistic. Uh, we'll be back hope, but either next week or the week after. We'll figure it out. Uh, Luke's going to the game Friday. I'm going to the game on Monday. Hockey fights cancer night. Uh, Sabres, I believe they're playing right now. Okay, the puck drops in seven minutes. So if you want to listen to us during intermission, by all means, go ahead. Uh, you can follow The Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at The Charging Buff. You can follow our Twitter account as well at co underscore tcb underscore pod and once again our podcast is brought to you by underdog fantasy use the code tcb when you're signing up to get a free ten dollars when you also deposit ten dollars win some money let us know how much you won because of uh using the code we'd love to see that and i'm on twitter joe tcb nhl luke is on twitter lvketcb And as always, we appreciate you all for listening, and we will see you in the next one.